Welcome to episode number two of Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you find a career you love, start a business, and generally crush it at life. I'm Justin Gordon, your host and an MBA student in the class of 2020 at the USC Marshall School of Business. I've had my hand in entrepreneurship and business since 2012 when I launched JustGoFitness.com and now with JustGoGrind.com. In this episode, I talked to a good friend of mine, Spud Davis, who had one of the most popular articles on JustGoGrind.com, talking about his path to a dream job. And we talk about all of that, his whole journey from college all the way to this job he has now, where he is at Medtronic, one of the largest medical device development companies in the world, actually. And he's on, kind of on the West Coast, based out of Portland. We talk about his career path, talk about sales, talk about how someone else can find their career path, all of that. The show notes for this episode are at justgogrind.com slash podcast, all sorts of goodies there. And then if you want to leave a rating and review in iTunes, I would very much so appreciate that. Lastly, you can support the show at patreon.com slash justgogrind. Let's get into it. Spud, my man, welcome to the show. What's going on, Jay? <laughs> How's life? Uh, life is good. Life is good. Actually hanging out in Portland for this interview, which is exciting because Portland's a great city, man. Is this the first uh, podcast you've done outside of uh, Vegas? It would have been technically, unless uh, Zach's podcast, that was, that was in LA, but at the same time, it got deleted, basically. So <laughs> <laughs> the realities of young podcasters, you know, man, you just got to deal with it. You got to yeah, deal man. with the, the struggles of just recording audio, which has been so much fun, I must say. But um, the grind, right? aside from the technical things, talking to people has been fun, and it's something I'm excited to do more of, especially today. A little backstory. So Spud's article on JustGoGrind.com about his career path, like the path to a dream job, was as of right now, is the most popular article on the site. I think it's because people resonate Ooh. with his story. That's my dude. <laughs> of finding a dream job and going through all the ups and downs that Spud went through. So that's why I definitely had to have my dude, my dude on the show. Like this is Let's go. Exactly. Let's go I want to start with, though, the spot that kind of we, we had mentioned, we talked about in the article a little bit, college. And you mentioned doing a lot of reflection, journaling. Let's start there. What was that like? What was that process like? when you started kind of thinking about careers and thinking about like, what do I want out of a life and a career? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of uh, college kids get to, I don't know, maybe like sophomore year, even if you're not in college, you just get to a certain point and you hear like your whole life, you know? Like you go to like your doctor's office, like, do you know, have you thought about, Jimmy, have you thought about like what you're gonna do with your career? And you're like, I wanna be a firefighter. You don't, you know, people are always asking you that, but you never like go through the steps to actually think about it. I think some people, and this is okay, everyone has their own process, but um, some people just get to you know a certain age and they, they're, they're not in their career where they want to be. And I've, I've been there as, like a, as an intern or even working at like my dad's company growing up where you're doing something and you think, okay, well, I have to make money, I have to like support my family, I have to make money. But um, there's not really like a thought process that goes into like, this is, I enjoy this, or you know, like sometimes I just, I thought growing up like a job is a job like you just go there just go to work make money and like that's that's kind of it and even if you hate it like I had this internship uh, up in Minneapolis and every day I woke up and I was like this is gonna suck and I would go in (laughs) and I would do it and I I hated it the whole time I was like this is terrible I really dislike this and I thought that's how it was I was like I might take this after this internship I might take this as a job because I make like okay money and uh, this is what people do 
So anyway, I went through that uh, kind of <laughs> process, and I think it was good growing up, you know, working in my dad's, like, shipping department, and he was always like, you know, if you don't like this, like, it's a good reason to go to college, you know, yeah. kind of kind of idea. So uh, it was good going through roles and jobs that I didn't like. So anyway, I got into college, going back to your original question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got into college, and I was just, like, taking classes, and, you know, you kind of take general credits, and I was taking business, um, I was getting towards my business classes, and it was kind of like, okay, so I'm taking these business classes, making finance and accounting, I, I thought about being an accountant for a while, because I got, like, a good grade in accounting class. <laughs> like, oh, here we go, I've got a good grade in accounting, yeah, I'm to be an accountant. Yeah, exactly, Set. I was like, here That's we go, decided. I hear they do well, <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, I kind of didn't want to do that, and, um, I, I took some law classes, and I was really interested in law for a while. Um, I took a, quite a few law classes, actually, um, and then kind of got to the point where I was like, this isn't truly what I, I'm, like, interested in, you know? Like, I, didn't go, I started going to classes, and I was like, this is, more, this is more work. This sounds like a lot of, like, working, not, like, fulfilling what I want to do. So anyway... I went through so much. Sorry, a very long-winded answer. Good thing we're doing a podcast. <laughs> this is what podcasts are for. <laughs> long-winded answers are exactly why podcasts were created. It's perfect. We're going to be here for like three hours. Um, anyway, so I went through all this kind of stuff in my head and life experiences. And I was like, man, I, this is too big of, a, of an idea um, to not spend some time thinking about. Like really yeah. thinking about, like, why am I in college if I don't know what I'm doing? Right. For the rest of your life, you're going to do something. Right, Work. right. Exactly. And I'm spending a bunch of money on college, and I'm just sitting here, like, not even knowing if this is actually what I want to do, right? Which is normal. That, that happens. But for me, I was like, <clears throat> I want to make sure I know what I'm doing. Because maybe I write all this stuff down, or I figure this out, and I want to be, like, an athletic trainer or a physical therapist. And those were all the other ideas I had. So anyway, um, I go through all this stuff. And I was like, okay we need to go at this a little bit more proactively. <clears throat> what do we do? I started, I was looking up stuff online <clears throat> and I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't even know the websites I'm going to. <clears throat> the job descriptions don't really seem to match me. And I was, I was yeah. all over the board, like everything and anything. It was where, like, where did you even look? I'm just curious. Like, where did you even look on? Just like Indeed online and like, yeah, I was going to say, so, so what are the normal websites? I mean, like Indeed, um, the Muse is, 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 it, is it like Monster? Yeah, Monster, like Monster, Monster, like Career Builder, <clears throat> Career Builder, those type of sites. Thank you. So those are my sites. And like, yeah. I went on there and those sites come, again, uh, come through again a few years later and they're not very helpful. <laughs> um, but like, I looked on those websites and I was like, or I just Googled, like, careers, like, um, happy jobs. You know, like, yeah. I, had no oh, yeah. I, I had no idea. I was like, how do I be happy in my job? Sure. Um, so I was like, this isn't working. I'm going to start journaling, like, writing down what do I enjoy. So I started out with the basis of, like, life. I was like, okay, I'm an athlete. I really enjoy competition. God, I love hanging out with my roommates. You know, I was like, me, Isaac, Kellen, yeah. those guys, right? I was like, I just like hanging out with, like, the boys. Um, people that I truly like, right? But they're all like-minded guys yeah, to me. So that sure. was interesting. I was like, how do I get to be around like-minded people? You know, you, there's plenty of places in life that you meet people and you're like, you're cool, but like, you know, you meet them at like a fair and you're like, okay, well, um, you know, you do some stuff that I don't really enjoy. You seem like a good guy, but like, I'm not going to hang out with you. So that was another thing. I was like, how do I get around people who are like me? That was like one category. You know, people who are um, a bit more motivated, driven, more professional setting where I'm not going to have to worry about, like, um, and that was a couple jobs I had where I was just, like, I felt like who I was wasn't who the people I was around were. Yeah, even to that point, I, if you 
if you listen to any like success books or anything, it's like you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That type of thinking. Yeah, so like, who like are you that. spending time with? Because if you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, that's such a critical way to think about things. I'm like, wait, I'm spending all this time with people who maybe don't align with my goals or my values. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if that's the best thing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so you just never, you just never know. By the way, we're looking at some uh, temporary <laughs> tattoos that we got, and that's like-minded people. We have one half for each of us. Oh it's a whole God. other story, but we'll get we'll get to that maybe oh later. But but yeah, that's I think that's important. So you kind of thought about that already in college. You're thinking about like life-wise, who I want to like, spend time with, and that type of thing for a job, essentially. Right. Um, right. Exactly. So my categories were kind of. Um, you know, being around like-minded people, people who are, who will, who would drive me. Yeah. So I always felt like I was very driven. It was hard for me to find people. Uh, you know, I found like a, a few people in high school, and I think you'll always find people who are like you. You got to look. But you know, I found a few people in high school that drove me. A dude named Chris Owen was a big mentor for me. I had teachers and coaches. You know, my brother, those kind of people that kind of kept me on the on a, a good path where I was like, oh, I could go hang out with all these kids and you know, drink or whatever it might be or yeah. not want to be in sports or not work hard. Um, so anyway, it was like like-minded people who are actually going to drive me or maybe who are above me or could teach me. Uh, that was one category. I think another category, big time, I mean, it was happiness overall. It's like, what's actually going to make me happy? What do I do on a day-to-day basis that um, is work right now that um, I don't think is work? which was track. Like I went to track and I was like, I will do this. I will pay to do this, you know? And that's how I wanted to be in a career, which is asking a lot, especially when you're like a 20, 20 year old kid. Yeah. And you're like, um, and a lot of kids think, okay, I'm in college. Like I'm going to get any job I want. I, I didn't really think that way. I sure. was very much like, well, I guess maybe I did a little bit, but I was pretty realistic. Like, okay, this is going to be tough to like put all this stuff together, but I'm going to try at some point. It wasn't like an immediate, I'm going to do this right away. It was yeah. like, this is where I'm going to, right? The goal is way up here in five to 10 years. And I'm here at like negative two because I'm in college. <laughs> but at some point, you know, like if this is the goal, then I can create a path, even if it zigzags, right? You gotta have an idea of where you're trying to get to. Right. I mean, it could yeah. be straight, it could be lateral, which is great if somebody can do that. Um, and I made some good lateral moves, but I made some enormous zigzags as well. <clears throat> um, so again, this this list I made was just very encapsulating. I, it was stuff like, I like dogs. I mean, I, I remember this crap I, that I, I wrote down. It was like such, there's a lot of like BS too in there. And I like scribbled some of it out, but it was like, you know, like dogs. Like I enjoy sleeping in. You know, like literally it was like everything that I liked. Everything. Like this list it was just like everything that I enjoyed. I was passionate about Anything that got me up in the morning, anything that was positive, good, whatever you want to call it, hashtag good vibes. <laughs> yeah. It was like everything good. So I made this list uh, and then um, I, I basically just put it to work. I finally, I took this list and I like typed some of this stuff in and being in, you know, the business um, college, I was like, okay, you have marketing, finance, sales, all this different stuff. Um, so I basically, uh, I kind of got it down to marketing and sales. I was like, these are two careers. I can travel with these. There's, you know, I can get into companies. Uh, it was very broad at this point, right? Sales, any company, is any, anything. Um, but I was like, okay, so sales makes sense. Marketing makes sense. I'm not that smart as far as finance goes. You probably don't want me handling <laughs> money. I think I have a slight finance brain, which a lot yeah. of people do. But as far as like actually dealing with I'm not your guy. Um, 
So anyway, <laughs> I uh, I got to this point. You know what? Side note. Yeah, what's up? I went to Reinhardt Foods. There was like this little like uh, I'm lost too. Like there wasn't a lot of like events that like the school of business put on, but there was like this little like conference event that they put on, and I went down there and I somehow caught like the CFO, the C yeah the CFO yeah. of Rein Rein is it Reinhardt Foods? Yeah, Reinhardt. Is that, I think it is. And this guy um, <clears throat> started chatting with him, and I was like, he's like, oh, you're interested in like the finance analyst something role that they had open, and I was like. I, you know, and then these people that worked at the company were talking, and I don't think he came around a whole lot. And <laughs> they were like, kind of looking at him like, ooh, wow, you're like, you know, like kind of like, holy cow, you're like my boss's boss's boss. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was looking at him like, I don't really care who you are. I'm just trying to chat with you legitimately. And I think he got that vibe, and we, we were able to connect a lot easier. But he was like, he's like, oh, I got terrible grades in finance in college. He's like, oh, I was so bad at finance. And I was like, really? You're the CFO? He's like, and he told me something very uh, meaningful, and he was like, I didn't care about finance until I, I could actually put it into to play or like actually like make it real world. See, I didn't care about money or anything when you put it on like a test. Yeah. Like Jimmy has 10 blocks, Sally has 12, <laughs> tell me whatever. Like, like, I don't get that. <laughs> right, and that's how I was. And so he said, he kind of like, you know, gave me this little speech and was like, I didn't care about it, but like, once I got into the business world, he's like, you know, finance made a whole lot of sense to me. And I really, really, I was really money motivated. He's like, I, you know, all these different things, all these different factors. And I was like, wow, okay, so I don't need to be good at school. And I don't need to be like, you know, this brainiac person or um, even have passion right now for something. You know, I can work my way into that. Um, so that was actually a kind of like a critical moment for me and understanding that you don't need to like, for example, there was this girl like in high school, her name was Emily, and she was so, 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 so good at accounting. Like she- In high she, school? She was a brainiac, dude, and she's an accountant now. Yeah. But she was such a brainiac, like every time someone, like it just, there was like a question, she would just answer it like immediately. And all of us were sitting there like, how do you know this stuff? <laughs> so I always thought you had to be that way to be an accountant. Sure. Or like you had to be some crazy silver tongue sales guy to be a salesperson or like a finance wizard to be a CFO of a company someday. So I remember talking to that guy and just thinking like, oh, okay, like things can change or, you know, like your motivation can change and you don't need to get good grades. I always, there was such like a prominence when I was growing up of like good grades, man. Like you gotta get good grades and you know, if Joey's getting good grades, he's super smart, he's gonna make so much money. Right. It was never like, hey Spud, like you're actually, you know, you like, you work super hard, you play sports, you know, you get all right grades, but like, um, you know, you're a good communicator, you're a leader. That wasn't made obvious to me. And I always thought like I was going to work super, super, super hard and get nowhere. Honestly, I just, that's just what I thought. Yeah. A lot of people I think are kind of in that similar boat. We have the typical <laughs> like, oh yeah, you have to get great grades. Cause then that means you, that immediately means you get a great job and then I'll be successful in life. But it's one of those things where it just doesn't make actual sense because it's really about the skills and the, the attributes you have. Now, if you get good grades, a lot of times that means theoretically you work hard, theoretically you're smart. So I, I get that, but at the same time, like what are the actual skills you have and what are the actual like qualities of your character and all those sort of things that people don't really think about. I always think about with that, like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I think we, we were talking about him a little bit before. Oh, yeah. He got like C's, D's, like F's in high school right and went to like a really shitty college (laughs) 
and now he's running a $150 million revenue company per year. Come on, Gary Epstein. Like, come on. Like, you know, like, Epstein, yeah, he got A's in, like, gym class or something. Right, like, right. PE. But I think that's important for people to understand. Like super like, good at kickball. Yeah, the grades matter to a degree because, of course, the good grades will help you get into a good school, which then can put you in an environment around better people that are just, like, doing more things. So they matter in that context, but it also matters, like, what self-awareness do you know of, like, what your skills actually are that you can bring to the table, and how do you present that to other people? Because that's, that's ultimately what matters to your employers, like, how are you presenting those skills? Mm-hmm. And the grades are just one kind of, one aspect of that, I would say. Mm-hmm. So you had kind of an understanding at that point. You're getting closer to realizing things you might want to do. What did you even do after that? Like, did you get internships in undergrad or like how did that work yeah good question so yeah i mean transitioning from the whole like what do i want to do understanding that you know sales i looked into different types of sales roles and the thought was okay at the end of the day medical device sales i'd had a number of surgeries um and i worked with way too many doctors and i remember asking them you know they just they kind of so there was somebody made the comment once upon a time like yeah the rep comes in here for that I was like so there's a sales guy that like sells you this and they're like yeah uh, there's a sales guy and I was like so there's a I can be a sales guy for this I don't have to be like a car salesman you know <laughs> um, so that at the end of the day that was what I came to the conclusion like here is the top the very top of my ladder and I'm gonna try to find a way to get there um, so that realization was really big for looking at internships. Because I knew that I wasn't going to get like a medical device internship. I had zero connections. I mean, there was nobody that I knew. There was really nobody that I I knew, period, that even had like a sales job uh, or even like a marketing job for like a good company, I have to be (laughs) honest with you. Yeah. Um, So it was just starting from from the first level. Uh, I would go to career fairs. That was where I started. I went to a career fair at lacrosse and I met, uh, you know, everybody that I could at this career fair. One of the companies there was, uh, well, so let me dial it back. Yeah, I studied it. abroad, and there was a marketing internship. That was during undergrad, you studied abroad. During undergrad, yep, my junior year. And um, there was this marketing internship where basically after I did my study abroad, you, and this is really big for the rest of my career, it was like I would go into classrooms. I would go find a random professor after the class, a cold call a classroom, go talk to the professor, and be like, hey, uh, I'm Brett Davis. Um, I'm doing this internship for this company. It's called AUIP. And um, I want to talk to your class for 10 minutes before it gets started or at the very end. Um, can I do it Tuesday and Thursday for like your different levels of class? Um, and they, they'd be like, yeah or no. And I had to do this like 20 times. I had to give a presentation to a random group of my peers, which um, so for the first two or three times, super awkward I didn't have it like dialed in and you you roll in there at like 7 a.m. and you just woke up right just woke up up, and you're just like you (laughs) roll into this random group of kids that kind of know you kind of don't like and they're like they're like oh hey guy that I saw on campus and I'm like hey how's it going group like (laughs) don't even know what to say that early in the morning for them so but after you know after I did it like five or six times I got really good at it and I started getting really good feedback from the teachers like hey you're really good at presenting um, you know, like, and obviously I sold it well. I filled the, I filled the, um, I think it was like 20 people that had to join. So I sold it, you know, and the, it was like selling a $10,000 trip to 20 people and I was successful. So it was the first time I had success in actually selling to groups of people. 
Um, and that was really important for me. And I, I walked them all the way through the process until they, they left. And I could have gone on the trip. I had track season. I decided not to. So um, it was a very good experience in kind of just management. I met with medical, prof- uh, not medical, sorry, sa- salespeople, international professionals flew in from New Zealand. This, this company was a New Jeez. Zealand company. So I had to like help them like get into the country a little bit or whatever, you know, <laughs> like once they like flew in. Yeah. So as like a college kid, this was like, I mean, it was awesome to have like, you know, international person come in and kind of work with them, work with the school officials, professors, and then students. And I was really like the manager of that. Um, that's the way that I looked at it, at least. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so from there, um, I was like, all right, internship one, great. Then I, w- I go to these career fairs. I meet all these people. I literally put any in- internship that I could find that was related to like marketing or sales, I put like an application in for. Yeah. Didn't hear from anyone, which is a common theme with me. <laughs> um, didn't hear from anyone. I followed up with this recruiter at uh, CH Robinson. Which is, I, I literally, this is funny, I had no idea what I was doing until I actually got this job. I sat down in the, in the seat and I was like, oh, this, I did, literally had no wait, idea. Wait, wait, how did you not, how'd you not, how'd you not know what you were I doing? I didn't get it. I seriously did not get it. What did you think it was? At the time, you're like, a C.H. Robinson in this company, you're like, oh, I wow. saw Fortune 500 company, Minnesota. Yeah. Close enough for me to go. Sure. And it was, it was away from home and I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. You, you made money in the internship. That's a great which thing. I Making money crazy. in the internship is awesome. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> um, and it was a sales role, straight sales role. I was like, this is perfect. I, I talked to this recruiter for like the longest time. Because nobody like from lacrosse had ever like taken an internship with them. And so I had no connections. And it's all about connections, especially when you first start out. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, for sure. unless you have some crazy, you know, like smart or something. And I wasn't either. So I go up to, they're like, yeah, come up to Minneapolis. You have to like, um, you're going to get an interview. And I was like, great. So I, I get an interview finally with this uh, sales manager. And he, I remember like I sat down with him and he was like, where you go to school? I'm like, lacrosse. He's like, oh, I'm a Tommy. I'm from St. Thomas. And I was like, I don't know what that means. He's like, yeah, you know, we got two Tommies working for us right now. And I was like, okay. Great. You know, it's like, obviously he was looking to recruit kids from St. Thomas. Yeah. Or wherever it might be. That area, maybe. Yeah, like people he knew. He's like, oh, do you know so-and-so or so-and-so? And And I was like, no, I don't. I could, but no. I don't know. I I, I knew nobody that he knew. So anyway, I I was like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. He calls me. He's like, yeah, you didn't get the job, but I'm going to refer you. He's like, "I, I think like... You know, you. I think you could do a good job for this other group that sits next to me. So I'm gonna refer you over to this other guy. Get a call from this other guy. He's like, I want to bring you in for an interview. This is literally this is two weeks before I had gotten denied from all these other internships, and I was gonna go like lifeguard for the summer. <clears throat> and this guy calls me like two weeks before the end of the summer. I was like super depressed, and I was like, dude, you're you suck. Like you need to do an internship. He calls me and he's like, yeah, this <laughs> this kid uh, we thought. I think it was like a St. Thomas kid. I remember it was like St. John's or St. Thomas. Um, yeah, we, he, uh, he bailed on the job or on the internship. He's not going to do it. So we have an open position. And I was like, and you're calling me. Like, this is good. It's a good, it's a good sign. You know? So he calls me. We interview. I, he knew somebody from lacrosse. And he's like, oh, you know, some, this guy, I literally had never had no idea. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I know this guy. He's like a wrestler. Know, he's my best friend. I mean. Yeah, he's like a wrestler. I had no idea who he was. Um, anyway, so I get this internship. 
And uh, I literally drove up to Minneapolis. I knew a buddy who was on the track team up there. Stayed at his um, apartment for the summer. Um, he just rented it out to me, left all of his stuff. It was super nice in that way. Um, but like I said, every day I woke up and, and I didn't, I didn't, I truly, I didn't enjoy it. I was learning so much about what I did not want. Yeah. And, and what I did want, but it was like, just, just a first corporate experience in selling. It was like all this, and this is perfect for an internship is what an internship should be. It's like all this stuff thrown at you and you're figuring out, whoa, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. Oh, this is kind of cool. I like this aspect of it. I was talking to truck drivers like on the phone and like negotiating load load values and I, I really enjoyed it um i enjoyed like the negotiation and i like talking to the truck drivers like yeah. i like talking to dude like what's going on man it's how happy. are you where you at he's like i'm in kansas or whatever like all right <laughs> so i enjoyed that um I, just, I didn't like sitting at a desk as much every day coming into the same role yeah um and the other uh i like the other guys i worked with honestly they're funny but like it was just pretty monotonous i didn't yeah. like the role in that you know thinking i know what i'm going to do today was tough yeah. That was a great, under, like, I don't want to know what I'm going to do today perfectly. Yeah. You know, I want to do something else. I think that's very important that you mentioned that because <clears throat> you, to, when you have experience, when you get experience in an actual job or an actual role, you'll be able to tell what you do, what you like and what you don't like. But until you actually are in there, how are you going to know? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, uh, I mentioned on the, on the blog and everything on Just Go Grind that you can, you can call people up, you know, reach out on LinkedIn talk to someone in an exact position that you are interested in and get an idea, get a feel for what that's like. But at the same time, especially when you're young, do as many internships as you can. Like if you have to shadow someone for a day and get a feel for what it's actually like on the job. Because to your point, you'll find things that you like, but then you also find like what you don't like in a career. Mm-hmm. And if this is something you're gonna do for the next 40 years or 50 years of your life, you might want to know <laughs> what things you like and yeah. like what you don't like yeah. from a job. I think it's important that you said that. So I had to echo that a little bit more there. But so point. what happened after that internship though? Or like you kind of figured some things out from the internship and then, yeah. and then what? I think echoing what you just said also, I would get assignments in college and it was like such good assignments where they're like, go shadow any career that you're interested in. Yeah. And it's such a, like, if somebody right now reached out to me and was like, Hey, like, I genuinely am interested in this. Like, I would just like to like maybe shadow you or see what you're doing. Like, it would be like you know something that I could actually do for like a couple of hours, or like, yeah. just like go meet up with them for coffee. I would be much more into that or like that idea. Yeah. Um, if some kid was just looking to figure things out, it's different when they're like, "How much money do you make?" Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Let's meet up. I'm like, right. But like for assignments in college, like. I, re- I remember I reached out to like a classroom one time because I had to like uh, help some community matters and I was like I want to go hang out with like some kids some fourth grade kids I thought sure. it was gonna be like cool idea and I enjoyed it but like I could have gone and like met up with some guy at the hospital in La Crosse at Gunderson yeah. and been like hey I just I, this is an assignment I want to meet up with you I wish I would have taken advantage of being a student yes. and truly being like hey I'm learning Yeah. this is an assignment and like t- help me understand what I'm doing like I wish I would have taken advantage. Right, especially as a student, because people are more receptive to students because they understand you're trying to figure your shit out. Big time. <laughs> They're like, Big yeah, time. what is this guy? Yeah, they know you're a student. They know and you're trying to learn. Yeah. Right, they've been there too. And even with that, like, you're gonna reach out to people, whether you're a student, whether you're just in a job you don't like, maybe and trying to switch careers. You have to reach out to people and kind of get a feel for what other jobs may be like or what careers may be like. But you're gonna get rejected from a lot of those. Like even like me trying to do some research on different careers um, before kind of starting my MBA, 
I've reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn and straight rejected. Like, no, they didn't get they didn't get back to you. They didn't accept your like request. They didn't want to meet up or have coffee. That's fine. But you're gonna find a lot of people who are willing to help, and that's what I noticed too was finding a lot of people who were willing to reach out, willing to help because they were in the same position before. Like one of the guys that I talked to was like, oh yeah, I did tons of interviews and stuff. Like I mm-hmm. talked to uh, a product manager at Nike, and he said, yeah, I've done plenty of these when I was trying to figure my role out. Now he's a product manager at Nike and telling me these different things. Another person was a Stanford career services person, like career services at Stanford. It's like, yeah, she had talked to people before, but she was trying to figure out her career, paying it forward. So you're gonna get rejected from a lot of people. They're gonna be like, no, I can't, I don't have time, whatever. That's yeah. fine, just keep reaching out. Just yeah. keep trying and then you'll, you'll get you'll get your hands on someone and get a feel for like what different positions actually are. Yeah, I mean, dude, failure is super important. I think failure, um, you, for me, I have to fail. I don't know if everyone's this way, but I just think failure is such an important aspect of growth and moving forward. Some people fail, and then that's it for them. Um, and I think that's difficult, but if you're someone who's like failure, and you're like, cool, I'm gonna pivot now. Yeah. Failure, great, I'm gonna pivot. That, uh, I, I had feedback from one of my managers um, at, at my current company, and she said, your greatest strength i think is is your ability to uh fail and pivot or um you, you just she's like you just keep moving like no matter what you you try something it doesn't work and you just move she's like some people just get discouraged and, and she's like you literally there's no there's no change in yeah. you you just move you just you just go left you go right right next you, thing you go through a different hole right um and that's something that i it was really nice you know, when it's like having these conversations, you and I, it's like yeah. you don't realize something until someone kind of like brings it in your face, you say it yourself. Sure. But I remember with that, it's like the same idea as you're going through interviews, you're getting denied by jobs, uh, you're going, yeah, you're doing all this different stuff. I mean, even you, all these different aspects of life, right? You get an F in class. Um, how do you respond to that? I failed the math class in college. I, I, I was just like, all right, I'm going to retake the class, I'm going to work harder. It was a really good moment for me. It was very humbling. Um, you get interview, you get denied by every every interview, and they call you last second, and you're like, "All right, I'll take it." Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's just funny though, because I mean, it depends on who you are. It's just how you take things. How you handle it, right? Yeah. It's like the Tom Brady effect. Tom Brady is just like kept working, kept working, kept working, kept working. Somebody drafted him. He kept working, kept working. It's the same idea. It doesn't matter who you are when you're in high school. If you're the number one ranked player or you're like the top A student, you just have to keep rolling and know like what you have and and just keep feeding into who you are. Yeah. I think that's <clears throat> over and above everything else. Just being confident in, in your own ability is paramount. Yeah, I think it's important and you, you have to just keep going, as you mentioned. That's the only thing is like really just keep on trying things because you will, you will figure it out eventually. It just matter how much time that may take. After the internship, so you, that was a whole that was a summer internship. Summer. Yep. What happened then? What was the? Yeah, I, I went back to school. Senior year. And I remember th- my super senior year. Yeah. Super and senior. I remember thinking like, before that year, I had friends that graduated for four years, and I was like, I have no idea what I would do right now, um, if I graduated and I did the internship and I came back to school. First of all, I thought like <laughs> classes were so easy because I had been you know waking up at like seven a.m. and working like, you know, nine or 10 hour days. And I just had like this uh, new ability to like get things done. Like I remember going to class and be like, I have to listen for one hour. Holy cow. That's it? That's it. <laughs> this is going to be great. So my last year of school was, was kind of 
easy for me. I got maybe my best grades, and um, I felt like I, did, I grew a lot from that internship. I probably matured as just a human. I was a younger kid, and I feel like I'd be kind of becoming more of like a man, and I, I was more interested in I, living away from home was a big part of that for the summer. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends up there. I kind of had to figure things out on my own, waking up, making myself breakfast. Like, I couldn't go to the cafeteria every day. It's like these real life things, driving to work, traffic, navigation at that time. I didn't have like a Google Maps. Like I was like, <laughs> I get lost in the city in Minneapolis and stuff. It was, uh, it was a lot of pain, to be honest with you. It was tough. I remember like getting home and being like, I kind of want to cry. Like this sucks. This is rough. Yeah. So I got back to school and I was like, this is easy. This is great. Um, midway through the year, I was like, I'm going to start applying for jobs. Like I kind of knew it's, it's, it's time for me to start doing this. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I applied for so many jobs. Indeed, Monster, yeah. Career Builder. Typical, the typical way people apply I had for no jobs. no idea. Yeah. I went to career fair and I didn't want to... Nothing wrong with lacrosse. I absolutely love lacrosse, Wisconsin. Lacrosse, Wisconsin, love you deeply. Props. I seriously do. Yeah. I just didn't want to work there. I didn't want to stay there. A smaller city. It's just different. Not for everyone. Right. So my thought was, I remember talking to my friends that went to... Um, you know, University of Minnesota for track, and I was like, you guys have so many opportunities, all these Minneapolis companies, and I yeah. never thought about that when I was in high school. I was like, dude, if I would have gone to a university and looked at what the job, like market and market landscape is there, was in there, yeah. holy cow, I'd be in such a better place. Sure. So I felt like I was in this hole at that moment. I was like, oh my gosh. All Disadvantage the, a little bit. Man. All the possible connections I have are in lacrosse. Yeah. And then there was one thing that I thought was like my golden ticket. There was this marketing teacher that did like this sales competition and I had a buddy, Andy, that uh, I had a buddy named Andy and then this girl named Monica that I knew, kind of knew, and she, they both had really good jobs because they like did good in the sales competition. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I know I can do a good job at this. I, I went to this teacher and she was like watching her office and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Like I'm Brett. I'm super excited. Uh, I wanted to get into the sales competition like as early as possible. And she's like, oh, you're not a marketing major. You can't do it. Or I can't enter you. And I was like, it's just, I'm like, it's just a marketing uh, or it's just like a sales competition. Like, Why not do it? you know, but like, yeah, I'm like, I know, I'm like, I know Andy. I know this other girl that I've done it. I'm like, I'm a, I, didn't, I did two sales internships. I'm really interested in this. Like, could you help me? Uh, you know, could you make a, an exception? And she was just like, no, can't. <laughs> and I was like, rejection again. I was like, Dude, just really, it was really, it was really difficult because I, I, I've been thinking about that for a while. Yeah. So the only job offer, not offer, but really solid job prospect I had was my buddy Andy, um, got me an interview with his company down in Florida, and I went through the whole interview process like four different steps, and I got to the last step, they flew me down to Florida. It was the, my finals week, my conference championship week. Um, I remember it was the most tired I've been in my life. I slept three or less hours for like seven nights. Jeez. I remember going to sleep, like laying down at night and being like, I just want to lay here for 20 minutes to be awake and not doing anything. And then I fall asleep and I wake up at like 5.30 or something. Yeah. Anyway, I got to this interview and I was, <laughs> it was the, dude, I did such a bad <laughs> job. I was wearing my uh, tux from my high school prom because yeah. I never, I never thought about going to get like another suit. Sure. I was not prepared. I was like, you just flew me in. I got in at like 2 a.m. And they had me doing a 7 a.m. interview. So I interviewed with these people. I'm pretty sure this lady at this company, by the way, was like hungover. I remember talking to her and being like, you look worse than I do. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, and, uh... and I just knew like midway through, I was like, dude, I, I botched this really hard. It was yeah. my only opportunity before college was over to get a job. Yeah. And I knew I didn't get it. And they called me and they're like, yeah, you didn't get it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. You're yeah. right. If I would have gotten it, I would have been like, your company's a little suspect, mm. <laughs> honestly. The second big thing that brought me down was uh, this company called Meditech in Minneapolis. I did like three or four rounds with this recruiter lady. I still know her name to this day. I, I went to an event. She came to campus. I met her like two or three times. Finally got an interview in Minneapolis. They're like, we want you to put together a full-on presentation just about like your life. It can be about anything. It was like super broad. It took me like a half a day to put this presentation together, practice it a bunch of times. I skipped track practice for a night, went up and stayed with my brother, and then the next morning had this interview, gave this presentation, crushed it. It was for like, yeah, this like medical software company, like similar to like Epic. And um, I was like, hey, you know, I went through, and I had done interviews to this point, so I did a good interview. I was like, hey, any reservations? They're like, no, like you did a great job. They never called me back. I followed up via email. I followed up calls. Never contacted Nobody you. contacted me. And every every year since then, I will like look at the sales manager's LinkedIn and the recruiter's LinkedIn just so they know. They're like aware. Yeah, he's checking. That I'm looking, yeah, just just like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Like, I'm not going to contact them. Yeah. Well, not, you know, that's, like, point. that's yeah. like the chip on my shoulder of like... I'm not going to forget that. Right. Guys like that. Well, and that's honestly, that's like a normal thing for companies. It, it may sound shitty, but like a lot of companies, especially if you're, you know, reaching out on LinkedIn or whatever, not on LinkedIn, but um, on Indeed and Monster and these, these different sites, like they're not going to contact a lot of people. Yeah. I get, I get the chip on the shoulder. It makes mm. sense. They're not going to contact a lot of people. It's resources for them. But like, especially when you're reaching out, you feel like, like, why can I just get a, like, no, like a yes or no or anything. Yeah. Which is shitty, but from a company perspective, you know, if you're trying to be a great company, maybe if you do respond to more people, you have a reputation, your company will grow. Just something to think about. I don't know, man. But it was it was yeah. difficult. It's like it's like you date a girl for like ten dates, and then all of a sudden, nothing. nothing. Radio silence. I you're was like, like, wait, what's going on? What did I, what did I do? You know, <laughs> is it Cause, me? Because at that point, like, I'm a feedback guy, man. Like, I love feedback. Like, yeah. tell me what I'm doing right or wrong, because I can move on. So to you can next. adjust, right? Yeah. And they didn't give me that. So anyway, those are two really big early ones where I was like, I'm going to show you at some point. Yeah. The and the third one that like, chip, these are all chips on my shoulder were um, this, uh, I reached, seriously, dude, I reached out to like, oh my gosh, I sent emails every single day. I wake up in Minneapolis, me and Hank moved to Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. And I'd wake up and I would just send emails to recruiters and job, I like, I mean, I wrote cover letters resumes every day individual for like specific to job descriptions i never heard back from anyone i finally like this recruiter sent me something back because i like sent this message out because i was like month six of being like unemployed basically and everyone's like what are you doing because all my friends had gotten jobs and um i mean i was being very picky i mean there was jobs i could have taken right you I didn't, were trying a great that job, I, didn't want. job. I, I knew what i wanted at least with the skills that i was going to get from this first job yeah i felt like if you can <clears throat> get skills that match the job you want even if you're like um in the the very very bottom of like sales or whatever it might be marketing finance the very bottom if you can get like say it's like me and you start a company like tomorrow yeah at least i can like create the skills for that job that, that's what i was thinking it was like okay i want these skills right but i wasn't going to take just any job and then go through this like path that i didn't want so anyway this recruiter emailed back and was like 
you don't have any experience that's relevant. You like had an internship compared to the resumes that I'm looking at where people have like four or five years and they have good connections and like relationships. And <clears throat> she's like, you know, you have like a, a letter from, um, you know, like your assistant AD from two years ago and like your professor that obviously loves you. And I was like, and she was like, you need to do a whole lot more. It was just, this is very like, she was like upset with me because I like sent her a message like, why aren't you contacting me back, like doing your job? And I remember being like, and I, I, I looked at my computer multiple times because I've always wanted to like look at look back at this, but uh, I couldn't find it. But anyway, I remember like getting this message and I was like pretty far into me not having a job. And I was like, holy cow, this sucks. Like I felt so far into this hole. Uh, and finally, um, after you know so internships being getting denied by all these jobs um i went to a barbecue with hank and literally like hank was walking up he's a buddy of ours from college by yeah the way, everyone like yeah. everyone's like yeah hank who the hell is hank hankers hank yeah props hank yeah so hank had like these random like um like really artsy friends um and he would just like randomly be like, you want to go to Tubi's house? And I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Or I'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Tubi's house. Um, but he was like, hey, you want to go to this barbecue with me? It was like his sister's friends from college. And I was like, no. And then he was like walking out the door. And I was like, can you wait one minute? He's like, I'll literally wait for 30 more seconds. Like threw some clothes on. I just got home from doing something. And um, we went to this barbecue. And I ended up meeting this girl who worked at ADP that was in sales. And then... Um, her boyfriend was also there with her, um, which obviously I knew she like had a boyfriend. I, I was talking to her specifically about like sales and the fact I told her all this stuff, like I just can't get a job, like I don't have any connections and I literally don't know where to look. And um, she was like, oh man, like, um, you, you know, like you seem awesome. You should come over, we should get like a drink and talk about this. So she and I talked about um, you know, like jobs and yeah. she's like, I'm going to give you uh you can get an interview with like my boss for sure. Like, I think you can uh, definitely do this while I was there. Her boyfriend shows up and he was like, just got home from work and he worked at, um, it's going to be called Medtronic. And I was like, I don't really know what that is, but <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> he told me all about, he was super nice. And, um, he was very like positive about who I was and my ability to get things done. He's like, you know, there's a sales manager at Medtronic that I would just like to connect you with. So anyway, um, I connected with her. And I mean, that's kind of like the end of my story almost, because once I connected with her, um, she basically laid out like just mentor style. It was just like, I didn't even think I was ever going to get a job there. I didn't really even think that I was good enough to do that at that point. At Medtronic. It was like, almost yeah. you get denied that many times. It's like, I was like, I'm not going to get a job here. Right. I was like, thank you for meeting with me. Somebody that yeah, has but, like an idea of exactly. what I need to do. What do you want me to do? And she was just like, here, you know, here's like the idea, you know, get, and sorry, by this time I had found out what a recruiting agency was. They had all these sales <laughs> roles which is a big part probably of this interview that I should mention, that all these sales roles, and they were just like, you know, entry-level roles um, that I, you know, that weren't like perfect jobs, but they were like, the skills in these roles were really positive and, and they met what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh my God, like this aha moment, like, oh my gosh, recruiting agency, like that, it's their job to like find people. To find jobs. people jobs, that's what they right? do. Connect right. people. Right. And it was almost like, for me, it was like, 
um, a stigma <laughs> of like, oh, I'm going like, to go to this recruiting agency. I'm not going to like naturally get a job that someone wants me. But uh, I had these opportunities. I had a bunch of interviews, and they all really liked me in Minneapolis. Uh, one of my um, friends from track, Kayla, told me about this. And that was like my aha moment. I was like, Kayla, thank you, God. And she didn't know how to, like, she like called this company and was like, hey, are you looking for a recruiter? And they were like, no, we're looking for salespeople. Like, we're a recruiting agency. So she figured this out and then told me. Dang. So I had these jobs that I kind of had lined up possibly. And I met the sales manager at Medtronic at the same time. And I just laid out these uh, first interview, uh, not interview, first time I met with her, I literally wrote down like goals, objectives, like this sheet of paper for her. Like, was before very, meeting with her? Yeah, before yeah. meeting with her. It was very like straight up about it. I was like, I'm dead serious about this. You know, like I'm very motivated. Real quick, Sorry, on, that, on that point, um, I think it's really important when you do meet with someone to that point, always come prepared, especially when you're like reaching out to people, whoever it is, LinkedIn, friend of friend, friend, whatever. They're spending their time to help you and they typically know something that you don't know you have to come in there prepared. I go into every single meeting, coffee meeting, whatever, with a page or two of notes, every single one. Like, I think it's important because it gives you some context on what do they know? What do you actually want to get out of the meeting? How could you maybe help them? What are they looking for? Don't just go meet up with someone for coffee, especially if it's like, oh yeah, here's a, a vice president of whatever at some big company. What are you gonna say to them? Oh, hi, like, I want to get a job. No, <laughs> you have to actually come there prepared yeah. with something at least to be like, what are you trying to get out of this? To make the most of, honestly, both of your times. Mm. Had to had to interject that because I think no, important. you need to interject more. I'm talking. Yeah, go too for much. it. No, you're, it's, that it's good, it actually brings up a really cool story. So you know, you know, Joe Gal, our, can, our yeah, chancellor, chancellor, so, chancellor Joe Gal, Joe Gal. <laughs> so he was my professor for a class. Oh, he was. He, he co-taught a class, and it was I like know, a co- classes. It was like a career course. Nice. He co-taught with uh, Ron Leahy, who's one of my mentors in college. She's I stay in touch with her. Uh, I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. So they co-taught this course. And he told this story that the way that he got his chancellor job, he um, came into lacrosse and the, one of the people on the board, like he looked up notes on every, he found out who was interviewing him and he looked up like notes on everybody at this whole, this whole um, maybe like board of people that was going to interview him. Yeah. And he knew that they were each going to ask him a question that was like the style. And this one guy, he had gone and he looked up like an abstract of a paper that this guy wrote like uh, an abstract and this guy asked him a question like hey you know when you take this role as chancellor you know what are maybe the first two things that you'd like to accomplish and he said something along the lines of you know like you said in your paper raj you know um and then like that was it he said in your paper you said this and then he connected it to it instantly and the guy's face was like what and everyone else in the meeting was like whoa you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you dug that deep into this interview yeah you know if you're gonna if dig you that, stand out if you're gonna dig that deep on this what are you gonna do for our university that was like that was like the thing that that was the non-verbals everyone gave him back yeah. i heard um an interview with oh my god is it zed the the um like the dj like the dj he's yeah, like a producer yeah. he was like it was, he was walking through his house, and he's like, the reason I bought this house is because the like the uh, over the stove, there's like that thing that pulls way out, and you can like fill the bowls over the stove rather than like taking a bowl from the um, sink over to it. Okay. And he's like, he's like, when I saw this, I was like, if somebody thought of that in this house, 
then they must have thought of everything else. You know, if they went that far. So that's going back to like interviews or meeting with people. If you can spend a little bit of time, look at someone's Facebook, LinkedIn. Hey, they did track in college, whatever it might be. Make a blog or something, look at that and check it out. If you can woo them with your knowledge about them, because people love themselves, love to talk about themselves. They're like, right? If Justin, I don't know you and you come in, you're like, hey, Spud, I heard you're a national champion. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you did long jump. I'm going to be like, oh, you, you, cool. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Okay. Like, you, yeah, you let's talk. About yeah, me. you know some stuff. So, anyway. You can have a people a lot easier that way. Preparation, my friend. Important. Yeah. Had we, yeah. That tangent was ne- absolutely necessary because I think the preparation going into a meeting is so important. And I think people. Interviews. It, yeah, interviews, especially, but especially even these informal meetings. Like, you'll stand out. They, they know you're serious and know you're. Here, put it this way, if you're prepared going into like an informal meeting, that will get you a second informal meeting and that will get you potentially them helping you. Yeah. And then maybe a long-term relationship, friendship that could you know benefit both of you in the future. Whereas if you don't have those notes the same, uh, yeah, you could be great at asking questions, you could be great at connecting with people, but if you don't have that, it's harder to connect that way when you don't have some backstory and they don't know that you're actually want to get to know them a little bit better. So I think it's important. Absolutely. So, so that meeting with her, how did that go? Yeah, so first meeting, and Scott, my buddy who I had met, um, was like, hey, and he kind of, he was a great, he set me up for a lot of stuff. He was like, do you have a suit? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a suit from college. <laughs> and he was like, or from high school, he's like, yeah, go get a suit, dude. You get a new suit. He's like, get a nice suit. Spend, you know, a few hundred bucks and get a nice suit. And I did. And I was like, dang, I look good in this. This is nice. <laughs> look good, feel good. Yeah. So that was huge, actually. He was like, hey, you know, goals, objectives. He's like, do it. It'll, it'll show that you like are prepared. I looked up some stuff on her also. And I went into this meeting and, you know, the nonverbals were super important too. I got, right away she was like, I went in there, I looked at the place. I remember I like, sent like a Snapchat out to friends or something. I was like, and the place that I'm never going to work, you know, like <laughs> the lobby was like this enormous, like a statue of this man. And um Anyway, so I go and I was definitely like a little frazzled, like, holy cow, like, ah, this is, you know. What am I getting myself into? Big yeah. deal. Like, where, yeah, what did I, how did I get here? So I sat down with her and, you know, though, like sports have taught me to be really, really good during uh, pressure. And so I was very on point. And, and like the moments like where you're like, jump six, last chance meet, need to get to nationals, like those moments got me ready for like that moment right so she uh yeah i mean she was very very nice also and i think great leaders um there's a guy at my company right now his name's uh dave roberts and he's like the the president of like the americas for sales and he's one of those guys that you walk down the hall and he'll just chat with you and you're like i could he talks to you the way the same way that you and i talk yeah you know and that's i think amazing leaders are amazing you know like people that are good people managers can connect with anybody on the spectrum they can talk to obama or you know like they can talk to the head guy and the janitor at the same time same way same type of way so anyway she was very much that way and we got to talking i kind of pulled out and said hey these are my goals and objectives i remember her being like wow that's great like like, that's really cool and um i pulled i um, talked to her for a little bit and told her hey this is what i'm looking to do here and i pulled out jobs i was like i'm not looking to get a job with you at all here i'm looking for mentorship i'm like here are the different jobs which one makes the most sense for like your sales manager for me moving forward into sales whether that's like pharmaceutical sales in the future working for a different medical device company 10 years from now because that's what i was thinking at the moment 
um, what makes the most sense? And she kind of just looked at them and she was like, you know, if I'm going to be brutally like straightforward, she's like, this one looks like you're going to do some inside stuff. You're going to work with like a CRM program online, like Salesforce. You know, you're going to be working outside. You're going to be cold calling. That's super hard. She's like, this looks like the most challenging, um, but it looks like it's going to be the most relevant to moving forward in, in sales. She's like, if you can be successful here, you know, you're probably going to have be Help able to be successful going on. forward. Yeah. And she was dead right. Like she was just super on point. As she, and I still, yeah, so talked to her a lot. Um, and she's always on point, but she was really on point with that. And I wasn't ready to work for her or uh, or to work at Medtronic at all. Um, I wasn't ready at that moment for sure. And I'm glad she didn't have me step into a role at that time because I wasn't prepared. This other role gave me everything as far as sales, everything. Like it made me very tough and competitive selling. Um, very like my brain is very templated when I go into conversations with like, what do I want to do um, in different situations? It makes me move very quickly. Uh, like you and I wa- like walked into that restaurant the other day, right? And I was telling you, like from my sales experience, I walk through doors like I own the place. Like I've been there a million times because you have to walk when you cold call. You have to walk into in businesses, sales, yeah. Like like you know what's going on because if you walk in there like looking around, people are like, Who, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, and they why ask is he questions. Here? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it gave me very very good people skills. R- running meetings with like CEOs of companies, um, presidents, people who are looking at their you know triple bottom line at everything. Um, it was really important. So she got me into that role, pushed me towards that. And then <laughs> I got denied a couple more times f- from, I interviewed at Medtronic a couple of times, I think to- in total, three times I went through interview processes and got yeah. denied. And I actually was at talking- Medtronic. At Medtronic. And I was actually talking to one of my, uh, one of my superiors from my first role at Medtronic and I talk, called him the other day, and he, I caught him at a good moment. He had, you know, 10 minutes to chat, and he was yeah. like, man, like the, the way that, you know, you've changed, you know, the way that you've grown is just crazy. Yeah, I got, I had, yeah. we like to talk more about that, because, so you got rejected multiple times at Medtronic. So this is a, a classic case of, like, you know, rejection throughout, throughout your whole career, essentially. But you got rejected multiple times at Medtronic. Mm-hmm. What kept you going? What was your mindset afterwards? Because a lot of people, like, they get rejected somewhere, they're not trying to work there again, or they're not trying to go there again. They're like, okay, that's not right for me. I'm going somewhere else. Well, what, what made you go forward with it? What made you keep trying things after you got rejected at yeah. Medtronic? I think I just had a love affair with that company. Like, I met Scott, and then I met Alex, and then Alex connected me with a bunch of different people, and I kept, <laughs> I kept meeting all these people that were so like-minded. Like yeah. I met someone and we just, we connected on on everything. I was like, yes, yes, yes. You made this conversation, like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. This is, this is so like perfect. And um, it was just all these people. I wanted to be around those people. That was the biggest factor for me. It was like, I was all these people that just had what I want. I wanted to be around them. It wasn't like the company or even the job itself. It was like, I wanted to be around these people. The job made a lot of sense for my like future, my career, but like, all these people made so it just made so much sense so yeah for me it, it was almost tough because it would have been a way better idea to be like hey i'm talking with all these other companies and try to do that with all these other companies i got stuck with like i, I love you you know like with this like one company i was like i just love you you guys are awesome i like yeah it. and i just like this is where i want to work i was very straightforward with with them i was just like i'm just going to keep applying you know like i'm so just going to want that I was just persistent, like you wouldn't believe, man. It was just like, this is it. This is what I want. And that was it. There, there was nothing else in my brain. It was just like, I'm going to work here. 
So you knew that's what you wanted. You got rejected multiple times. And when you got rejected, so you ended up getting roles at different companies, right? So or what would you do? You got rejected, were, you at, were you at a company, you kept applying, and you're at the same company still? When you were applying, you know what I'm saying, to different so positions? So my, my very first job, outside sales. Right. I was in a car. Right. Okay. My decision from there was, do I want to go stay in outside sales, go to pharmaceutical, trying to work my way into Medtronic? Gotcha. Or do I want to go into an inside sales team, um, not making as much money? So you still really need to prove yourself. It was like, do I want to prove myself inside and try to get outside with Medtronic? Or do I want to prove myself in a different role outside with a different company and then work my way in? Um, so that, that was one decision I needed to make. And it was just, I, I think my decision was very accurate. It was just get in, in as quickly as you can and prove yourself. Um, was that your question? Or? No, I mean, just uh, so when you, when you were applying, I'm just saying, like to Medtronic, mm. so you got rejected multiple times to Medtronic. Were you, at, you were, were you working for some company? Oh, I want this position opened up in Medtronic. I applied, didn't get it. You're still at the same company. You, had, you didn't like switch to a different company, and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're no, you're still no, the same company you're working with. Okay, yes, okay, same, gotcha. same company, same um, company. Then you apply, you got rejected. Let's go fast forward then. So, what actually got you in to Medtronic? What was the process to actually get in there? Um, to yeah. actually accepting the role. Yeah. Um, well, it was just persistence. I actually still have like all my emails. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> it was just like uh, I probably sent over the course of three years like 100 emails to different recruiters and trying to use the people that I knew to make other connections yeah. you know, with different divisions. Anything um, available, yeah. So I just met another guy that worked for Medtronic. He's like 25. And he told me almost the same exact story as mine. He was like... I worked at this company called Lids, and I was working at Lids for a long time inside. I met this girl at the Indy 500. I met her like two years in a row through some friends, and she worked there. And she's, she's like, I finally like made a comment like about wanting you know to like sit down with her, and you know like after two years, and was like, and she finally said, yeah, you know, I'd be, in, you, I, w I would recommend you, and that's how we got in. Um, so it's just persistence. I think his was a little bit quicker and easier, but. Um, for me, it was just persistence, my friend. It yeah. was just like, this is where I want to work. Let me spend unreal amounts of time trying to figure this out. It was like anytime somebody wanted to talk to me on the phone, I would do it. And nothing has changed since then. That's the biggest thing is like, I haven't changed my, now that I like, when I got into that company, I was just like, this is just the beginning. I still need to prove myself. And I, I still feel like I need to prove myself in my role. Like I wake up and I'm like, still hungry and still moving and I think that's from obviously wanting to work there for so long and almost like waiting and waiting and waiting it's like you're like a girl and you're just like oh, I like you I like you I like you and she's like I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm not sure wait hold on stop and you're just like come on come on help yeah. help it was like that what was that first role at Medtronic inside inside sales so inside sales job at Medtronic and how long do you have that position specifically um roughly I'm just curious maybe a little bit over a year before over I moved here now to Portland in Portland, what's your role now? Uh, outside sales. Outside sales in Portland. Outside sales, not so, just Portland though. Yeah, right. So um, I don't have an office or anything like that. Um, my car is my office, and then and then hospitals. For anyone anyone wondering, you know, about a sales position, let's just say, or you know, outside sales specifically, 
what is that like? What's the day-to-day kind of like? Obviously, every job is going to be different, but part of this podcast and part of like the site itself is giving people an idea of what it's like in different positions, what it's like to work outside sales, inside sales, yeah. or like finance, or whatever it may be. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, what's the day-to-day like for someone in outside sales? There's no office, you said. Yeah, what's yeah. What's it like? So the, the landscape's interesting. My first job, I was in outside sales, Yeah. but I would come into the office in the morning. I would make phone calls in the morning to set up meetings. Um, in, in an office space and I had um, you know a sales manager that came into the office and you have a sales team in the office in the morning so it's kind of like you know you, you have like your people and you kind of talk about um, what you need to talk about and then once it hits like 9, 10, 11 o'clock you go out to the field you run your meetings you make some cold calls um, you're you know in your car and you're in like I was in the Minneapolis area so you kind of have, have like a little quadrant that they give you so that's what I did in my first sales role um, my and towards the end of that I was more inside because I had these accounts and I was managing them yeah. more. So I, I had zero book of business, I created a book of business on my own from scratch, then I started to manage that and then slowly try to bring on accounts, right? You think started thinking about more about your revenue and how do I I need to spend my time in these accounts to keep them going and I need to start continue to grow a bit of my revenue to make more money. Um, so that was again just part of the skills I learned in the first role. The outside role I have now much different. That was competitive selling. Um, you know, you have like 20 different companies that have the same product you have. It was like, I was like, you know, logistics software. It's the same, same thing. So it was based on price and a few other factors. Um, with this role I have right now, um, so yeah, I, I don't have um, an office or anything like that. My territory is Oregon, Southwest Washington, and Alaska. And then um, my manager, handles the whole west coast so we couldn't have an office um, we cover a lot much bigger geographies um, and i only have one product and it doesn't really have a whole lot of competition um, so anyway my day-to-day is very robust so <laughs> um I, i'm managing many accounts I, i'm less trying to bring new accounts on or, or new doctors um, i'm just trying to make sure that uh, there's different like for example, um, there's different indications for my product or studies that say why a doctor should use it. And yeah. you kind of have to stick to those, which is good. The medical device industry has been like regulated in a really positive way where doctors hopefully are using products that are the best ones. Um, so it's more trying to set up new meetings um, with, with physicians and their staff to make sure that they're happy with transmissions, uh, which is very gray space word I'm not, sure get, I'm not trying to get too detailed here no, I get um, saying. but you're setting up time with doctors to help them continue like you're selling them on okay you're making a good decision here right you know we could um, I'm trying to set up referral networks from doctor to doctor um, I may go into an office and um, I guess try, try to make sure that they're just optimized in so many different ways it's hard to really help you to yeah. understand that yeah um you, I could get a call like yesterday. Uh, I could get a call like in the middle of the day, and everything that I had set up all of a sudden is no more because um, there's something that is a priority above that. Right. So a lot of movement. Like I said in my my first role, I didn't like waking up and going to an office yeah, and knowing what I was going to do. Day. This yeah. is the very opposite side of that. It's just you're making sure you you're managing a very big book of business, and you have a lot of balls in the air, and you're making sure that if you drop a ball, it's a small one, and that you're keeping everybody happy with what they're currently doing. So it's more management, I would say, as far as outside sales goes now. 
but I probably, uh, as far as selling goes, still sell the most of yeah. many medical device people just because my product's new, newer to the market. Yeah, so. and it seems like, especially in a sales role, that type, the role you have especially, prioritizing every single day is seems like the key. I mean, you could say that anyone, to optimize anyone's day, it's like, oh, how do you prioritize? But especially if you have these, you're juggling different accounts, you're managing different people, and accounts not just in like, this physical thing, it's, a, it's people there. They, they have feelings, they have emotions, they're like, oh, why haven't you talked to me? And like, you know, oh, we have this thing, whatever. So it seems like prioritizing is a huge day-to-day, everything for you, essentially. Like you need to prioritize constantly. Kind of going with that, what do you think, someone in a sales role, I'm just curious on your two cents on what you think makes someone successful in a sales role. I think you've done a good job. We've talked to each other for obviously years and years about this, and I think you're meant for sales because you talk to people and it's helpful, but what do you think sure help someone in sales succeed in sales hmm uh, that's a good question um, well I mean I think the original things that kind of almost got me into sales like yeah. persistence is really really important um, not getting discouraged when s- a physician or a manager or um, a co-worker says that you're not doing something well I think sticking to what you believe but also listening to <laughs> sticking to what you believe but also listening to feedback consistently like you, you can't say, okay, I have this job and I'm the best at it. You have to continue to learn and grow and change because there's always factors that are changing and you're not perfect. Like I could be the ruler of the universe and I would tell you that I'm still looking for advice from you specifically yeah, or right. you know anybody that I confide in or trust. So you need to change and grow and always be learning and always asking for feedback. Like yeah. when you stop saying, hey, or you stop calling your sales trainer and saying, hey, question for you, or give me a quick reminder on this. What does that study do? Like, I can, I always ask, I'm the first person to ask questions. I don't care if people think I'm dumb or whatever. I always have the answer because if I, like, I always go through the process. Like, we had this IT IT situation recently at a hospital, and nobody really knew how to do it, and it was very, like, tough, and it's, like, stuff that you don't want to do. And I mean, I spent days working on it but once I I was like I'm just going to do this and I figured it out and I figured out like the process to make like upgrade the system and all this stuff and then I was like everyone's like oh yeah Brett knows how to do that like he knows how to do that like oh let's talk to him so I would just say like digging your teeth into everything you can like when I talk to um, like when I talk to new sales people or someone that's new to a role I'm just like if you can find a niche in something like there's gonna be something that you get a call on and you ask other people like, hey, how do you do this? And they're like, I'm not really sure. Like that's your moment to make that your thing. So whatever that is, I mean, there's a lot of different parts of sales that you need to be pretty good at like, cause you're just trying to manage a business. Yeah. Um, but if you can dig your teeth into the little things and get really good at like little pieces, um, it'll set you apart because you'll know what everyone else knows at some point, you know, you'll get there, but then you're going to know like these little weird things in this system that really, really, truly help like the people you're working with and then like your, your customers and um, it'll make their lives easier. It'll make you more valuable. Yeah, that makes sense. Appreciate that. I only have a couple more questions left. One of them is just, uh, I'm always curious people, different careers, how they learn, how they get ahead, that type of thing. So are there any, are there any podcasts? Are there any books? Are there any like did you just talk to a lot of people to learn? Like, how did you learn more in your career or even like just life stuff that helps you optimize your career? 
any resources you can think of. I know I actually did see a couple couple books on the shelf there. I'm not <laughs> sure if you, uh, I'm not sure if those are ones that you thought were really good or not. But uh, I'm just curious. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, those kind of sit there. I've, I've read those. <laughs> those look um, good. <laughs> um, as far as trying to get get ahead, I mean, for me, I've always been more self reflective. Um, so I really enjoy reading like shorter articles. I'm too ADD to read really long books. Sure. I read like one book per year, like How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's Classic. a book called Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden I really like. Um, so, I mean, books are important. Um, but for me, it's really, really, really about self-reflection. Like, so I, I live on my own here in Portland. And I mean, it's really important when I like get done with my day. I now have an office space, which is nice. Uh, self-reflection is, is my biggest component skill. Yeah. trying to figure out myself like there's a there's a so a book called um, Strengths Finder it's very like a, a corporate book it talks about um, you know it kind of identifies like your top strengths and your top weaknesses and the whole idea with it is identify your strengths whatever those may be and then rather than like say you have 30 things on a list of characteristics People like to look at the very bottom four and go, oh, those are like, I'm going to work on those because I'm bad at those or I'm going to get good at those at some point. I'll bring those up. The idea with StrengthsFinder is, hey, here are your top five. Work on your top five more. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're thinking about sales, marketing, and finance, and this says you're good at sales, just keep working on sales. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like, I don't think I'm the greatest sales guy on earth by any means. Uh this podcast isn't to say that like Spud Davis only top is like five. the Not man. the best, only top five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I honestly tell people like, I probably, my top five skills are probably way above like the rest of what I'm capable of. Yeah. And I, I pound on those it's nonstop. Funny, it's funny you mentioned that because even doing a couple interviews here and just paying attention, I listen to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books. It's echoed from a lot of people focusing on your strengths over people thinking you have really? to like compensate, you know. Oh, I have to work on my weaknesses because they're weak. Honestly, it seems like working on your strengths is a lot better idea for most people. One, people love to do what they're good at. Mm. <laughs> and if, you, if you're good at something, you're going to make more progress. You're going to make it faster. There you go. And so focusing on those strengths is definitely, it seems like more important than even thinking about the weaknesses and what you're doing. But to that point, you're not going to know unless you read a strengths finder, unless you know how to find those strengths that you have. And it's almost like a superpower of yours is just, just being self-aware and being take the time to reflect and understand yourself fully and that has allowed you to pick your role and then be successful at that role. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, all those like things you mentioned, books you mentioned, I'll have those on the show notes. That'll be jessicogrind.com slash podcast. So if you go there, you'll be able to check out all show notes and you'll have uh, this interview itself kind of chopped up and have some different things on that. Um, last question I just had for you, man, is any, do you have any parting words, career advice for people, anything you'd want them to take away um, after this podcast? And you know, you've, definitely figure some things out for yourself. I'm just curious if there's any last words you had for someone. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to organize my thoughts in my brain right now. I always look at like successful people and try to like copy them. Like growing up, I would always be like, MJ's doing this move, I'm gonna do this move, you know? Which maybe works for like Kobe, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but. I was always trying to like copy people. I still catch myself doing this where like someone does something and I'm like, I'm going to do it that same exact way. But there, you need to understand who you are, like your own, your own, you're your own beast. So you can do something, take it as a template. Like if somebody does something a certain way and they do it well, 
okay, they do it well. Take away a couple of those, like a couple little things of that, but make it your own. Um, like I, my first sales role, I took a, uh, we had very, very hard sales training. What I did the best was I took a couple of things away from it and then made it my own. Like I was like, that makes a lot of sense, but I don't like a lot of that. But let me take a couple of those things. So I'm just saying as far as your career goes, as far as um, how you go about your role, always be yourself. Like truly be who you are because like you own, you know yourself best. And if you're you're most comfortable in your, in your own skin, in your own body. If you're trying to do something someone else does, say it the way they say it, it's never going to come across authentically to other humans. It, we're humans. We need to be humans to each other. <laughs> Which maybe is dumb, but I'm just saying yeah, like makes sense. if you're reading a book and you're trying to do something that the book says you should do, take away a little snippet of that, maybe like the main concept, but do it your way. Yeah, in context of your life. Right. I mean, that's what like great entrepreneurs do. Anyone that's successful is going to make, take their own personal talent, skills, who they are, and make it into what they want it to be. And I think that's, uh, again, like I, I don't overthink a lot of things, but um, that that's something that I've had success with is just, <laughs> dialing it back and it's a good reminder to myself right now like I do it on a day-to-day basis where I'm like oh this doctor wants this to be done this way or like I saw this guy and he's uh, taking some of my market share maybe I should talk like him it's like no continue to be who you are follow what you know be persistent um, and just continue to amplify yourself Ma- make who you are better right strengths finder just do what you do best and make it your own and I think you'll be just fine. Just be persistent. It'll work out eventually. Perfect, That's how man. I feel. Perfect. Wise words, my friend. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it. As a reminder, again, guys, you can uh, check out the show notes at jessicogrind.com slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can support the show over on patreon.com slash grind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Hope you got a few things out of this conversation with Spud slash Brett Davis. Uh, if you're interested in getting in sales, definitely reach out to him. I'll link up uh, any social media he wants. So you can contact him if they're kind of interested in that role, if he has time. Uh, but thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, Peace. Justin. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind with my boy Spud Davis. As always, the show notes are over at justgogrind.com slash podcast. In iTunes, such Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave a, leave a rating and review, I would absolutely love that. Please let me know how you feel, how you're liking the show, and I would love that. Also, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash justgogrind. I'll have some different goodies there for you, different rewards for you, different reward levels for you, and you can support the show. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate everyone listening, and I hope to make this show even better next week and the week after that and the week after that have a great day i will talk to you in the next episode bye